Hello, Janice McDonald from Wesley Chapel. How are you? I'm great, Cindy Dunnigan from Beaverton, Oregon. How are you? <laughs> Good. So thank you for agreeing to come on Nomads You and I and to talk about some of your favorites today. Thank you for inviting me. So a little bit of background on us. We grew up both in Salem, Oregon, yes, and our mommies were besties. Yes. And yeah, and so they were super close because I think your mom was someone that not only did my mom find her compatible spiritually, like they both were in love with God. Also, there was an intellectual sort of chemistry that happened that I loved watching our Absolutely. mommies. Yes. In fact, your mommy was there when with us during all those really, really difficult months of a lot of her hospitalizations. This is like 2017, late in 2017, and even there when my mommy breathed her last. So you, you were like a sister to me, and your mommy was like a sister to my mommy. So I think sometimes the reason why we click, there's like, I think there's like a brain thing that runs generationally that... Like I get you. We're very different in some ways, but I just really appreciate what you bring to my life intellectually, spiritually. There's been times when I've literally been crying in my closet with the door shut and Janice is praying over me. Uh, and lots and lots of just physical help. We have a rental that happens to be right down the street from Janice. That was interesting. Very interesting how that worked out. <laughs> yeah. We decided that Florida was the best place for to buy a rental. To We had to get out of some capital gains tax, and that was our way to do it. And the very second house that my realtor showed me on my list of dozens of houses, this one wasn't even on my list, it ended up being on this street that sounded so familiar to me. And when I halfway there, I realized, wait a second, this is where my buddy lives on this very same street. The thing that was weird was that wasn't even necessarily the reason why we ended up with that house. It ended up being the very best house that we could find out of all the dozens of houses, you know, that we looked on online and went into. It was just the best house. And there you were to save the day as I had to come back to Oregon and <laughs> We ended up having to sell our renter didn't want any of the furniture in it. And so Janice rescued me and was willing to. There was a team effort there. Yeah, it was, it was very all fun. All <laughs> with the furniture and you'll sell it. But I mean, just you've rescued me in all the ways. And I just really, really love you and appreciate you. And you are like my psychiatrist, basically. <laughs> Which is so funny to me. So. so you're a loyalist. Yes. And the Enneagram. Yes. 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 A six, at least that's where I think I am. I really do think strongly. I'm a six with a very strong five wing. Yeah, I can see that. Definitely. Super loyal. So Janice McDonald, what are some of your favorite things? One of my favorite things because of you. And, you know, for a long time, you know, because we reconnected when you did your around the country trip. But prior to that, we had kind of had this connection through Facebook. So I just w was watching you because we had lost touch after after you and Mark got married and, and we're no longer at South Salem. And then I grew up and moved to Florida. And so we were Facebook friends, but we weren't really in each other's lives at that point. But you kept bringing up this 
bringing up C.S. Lewis. And I'm like, okay, what is Cindy talking about? She's always bringing up C.S. Lewis. And he is just one of my favorites. And I just appreciate so much that you brought C.S. Lewis into my life. I can't tell you the number of times (laughs) I'm doing things with people. I'm like, well, blah, 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 C.S. Lewis said. And, you know, I just bring him up all the time. Oh, he is the best. I mean, his book, Weight of Glory. It's my total favorite. <laughs> I think my total favorite is Mere Christianity. Through Tape Letters is difficult to read, but important. And that really changed my life. Yeah. My second is The Great Divorce. And I hated oh. it because of the title, but yeah. I loved it. Just the lessons in that one. You know, I used to refer to C.S. Lewis as my boyfriend. Yes. But I think he may have died like the year after I was born. So yeah, it wasn't, he's not actually my boyfriend. So just a little (laughs) clarification there. I love black hardwood floors. So Janice, you and I have talked about maybe someday building houses side by side in Florida. Like we've talked about this once and here I am bringing it up. You told me the the highway that it needs to be off of because wow. it's the most green in the Florida area. But I'm just saying when we build our houses side by side that I may put in some black hardwood flooring. That sounds awful to me. <laughs> it sounds awful to me because I just know all the dust that's going to show oh, up well. on that. It will. But right now we live with super, super dark brown flooring. And I can tell you the little times that you're picking up Bella white little hair fluffs and this and that, by far the fact that you don't see your brown trails of traffic, heavy traffic, totally worth it. That's in my humble opinion. But what else do you love? Okay. So my family likes to take Sunday afternoon naps and I don't do that all the time anymore. So one afternoon I listened to a webinar by a company called Learn Do Become. And because it just kept showing up in my Facebook group. But that led me, she she mentioned the author that she had gotten to. And his name is Alan and he has a book called Getting Things Done. I listened to it in the audiobook and it has been very transformative for me because there's so many ways of things to get to us now, you know, where there's so many sources of information yeah. coming at us all the time. And there was just a point where I just felt like, oh my word, I can't keep up with everything. And I didn't even know which balls were in the air to know which ones were going to come crashing down on me. Yeah. Getting things done has been a game changer for me. I really, I'm just so appreciative of getting things done. And the best part of that was they taught me how to get my email inbox to zero, where I'm not sitting with my email inbox at like a thousand things. It is so, it's so beautiful. That is a peaceful, easy feeling. You know, almost all, I would say over the last two years, the very best best podcasts that I've found, the very best YouTube videos. I mean, you are the curator of my best media. I mean, you brought into my life, oh, fasting. Like, who was the doctor that you said, oh, have you Jason tried? Fung. Jason Fung. Yes, Jason Fung. I you brought got Jordan me. Peterson to you. <laughs> Oh, Jordan Peterson, I had, you're like, have you heard of him? I think I have. She's like, oh, you've got to listen to his lectures. Been a super great resource for 
knowing who to listen to. And so anytime you ever make a suggestion, almost always it's a home run. So I love that. That's awesome. I love thunder and lightning storms. Do you think I might see one or two when I live in Wesley Chapel down the street with you? I believe you will, except for the fact that you don't necessarily want to be here during the summertime. And that's when we get our very best ones. Gotcha. All right. That's true. We will probably be out in the Airstream Fresh Prince in the cooler parts of the country during the hottest parts of Florida. So I'll have to just get some thunder and lightning storms in the off season. How do you feel about modern design? Oh, I'm not a huge fan of modern design. I am, and I don't even know what my style is. I think my style Mm. is just kind of comfortable. Like, I don't know. There's some things about sleek and modern that are appealing the cleanliness yeah. of them but yeah. then there's also the there's sometimes it's just a little too cold I want something that's gonna feel like when you come in you're snuggled like you're just taken care of but yeah. not so much that you're like in granny's house that's so full of stuff that you're suffocated and not snuggled so maybe you're more into are you a traditional maybe more of a traditional style probably yeah Right now, right now, my house would probably say more traditional. I can totally see how modern design could be perceived as cold or almost like a clinic and like pot or pan that you rattle is going to echo throughout the house because there's not much to absorb the sound waves. (laughs) Now, I love in architecture, I love a lot of boxy lines. Like if there's no curves at all in the architecture and everything's super boxy if that makes sense. Yeah, I like, I think I'm probably more, I think I'm softer in that. Yeah. With those things. I really tend to be kind of middle of the road in in almost everything, kind of Mm -hmm. middle tones. Like this whole popularity of grays and all the coolness in design right now is so not me. Not I'm (laughs) definitely a warmer tone type. Gotcha. What else do you love, Janice McDonald? You know, I did not listen to podcasts prior to Nomads, you and I. Oh, really? That you were, your wow. your podcast was my. I listened to a lot of YouTube lectures um, and and stuff through YouTube, but I hadn't oh, really yeah. gotten into the podcast world. But so I have three podcasts now that I listen to. I listen okay. to y'all's, and then I listen to one by Chris Emerson, who's a preacher out of mm. Texas, called Excel Still More. Yes, yes, yes. I thoroughly enjoy that. And then the other one I listen to is one being done by the preachers at Livingston called Text Talk. And it's it's in conjunction with our um, daily Bible reading program that we have at our congregation. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. But Excel Still More is really worth looking into. If if anybody hasn't listened to Chris yet on Excel Still More, I've really learned a lot of good things. I agree. Very, very practical things that you can do today. I love people with initiative. Don't you love people with initiative? Like people that are self-motivated is what I'm saying. Yes. Yes. I, I work at a college and I work in the academic success center. And so I'm constantly dealing with students who are coming in a lot of times at the very last minute trying to figure out how they can get their grade up. And I'm like, if you just come to us earlier, we where this resource is better. Oh, you could have just yeah. come earlier. We could have done so much to help you. Well, I will counter that, that I appreciate people with creativity because ah. I feel like I have zilcho. <laughs> no, zilcho creativity. And I think that's where, um, you know, when you and Tammy and I are together, yes. you two are like creative geniuses and oh. i'm just over here like 
the process. I'm, I'm just watching in amazement. <laughs> like, how can they do that? Like, I could have ideas, but to bring the idea actually to fruition somehow, somehow escapes me. I love watching other people's creativity as well. I mean, when Tammy and I sometimes go shopping, we won't necessarily be looking at what is being sold so much as, oh, look at the walls and look how they've done this dressing room and look how, look at the flooring here. How, and like, how could we do this thing? So it is fun to be with people that have a totally different skill set, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Because we benefit so, so much from your skill set. It's the three musketeers, maybe. We'll see. I'm looking forward to lots of slumber parties. Like they don't, everybody can go home and sleep in their own beds, but I'm just looking forward to hanging out with you guys and bringing other people into our circle and, yes. you know, doing a lot of hospitality together and maybe a little bit of lap swimming in the pool, some workouts at the gym there and such. So I'm yeah. so glad you brought up hospitality because that was another thing as I was yeah. we just in our Facebook friendship phase is I just loved watching all the hospitality, hospitality things that you did, you know, watching some of the, the pie things y'all did. And then the videos, Mark, <laughs> handbags because for me hospitality is hard and I just have to tell myself oh, the Bible says practice hospitality it doesn't say you have to be perfect oh. at it. Practice. <laughs> and for me that's important because there's there is this pressure in the world mm. right now to have everything just so Pinterest worthy you know okay and that yeah. just gets a little bit too much on my my sixth brain <laughs> I have a podcast that I was just kind of proofreading yesterday that I want to do on the topic of hospitality, because I think we put pressure on ourselves that we never really put on other people. For example, are you not totally relaxed? You're at someone's house and in order to sit down, you need to kind of take your arm and push, maybe clear out in an entire corner of the floor and sit cross-legged and eat off your paper plate. I mean, are you totally happy and okay with that? Sure. I'm fine with that. Yeah. And so my, so I think if we realize most people care more about like, what do you have to say? What are your amazing ideas and all of that? I think that's why they're there. Hospitality can be fun. And I am looking forward to having parties with you and for you. Yeah, I was listening to your um, Run a Tight Ship podcast. Oh, yeah. And it was so funny because I was like, oh, I've got this project I want to work on. I'll listen to the podcast while I'm doing it. And it happened to be that I'm, I'm spending a lot of time at work right now here at the house because we're all coronavirus sequestered. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. And I'm, my grout has been driving me crazy, the, the tile grout. And so I was, I said, I'll work on my grout project while I'm doing this. And so I'm on my hands and knees with the brush and the bleach doing that. And you're like, your house doesn't have to be perfect. And I'm out here trying to get the grout clean. Like, it just was so funny. But I did a huge, one of my favorite things is to be able to just like, you're working on something and and you have a thought and then the person has this, they they come across and they have the similar thought and you're just like, yes. And the victory arms just go up naturally. And it was so funny because I was listening to your podcast on the run a tight ship and I wrote down on my card of things of favorite things, speed cleaning by Jeff Campbell. And I, you hadn't even said it yet. And when you said it, I'm like, yes, we're thinking on the same line. What? Because that was transformational for me. 
Yeah, well, let's just get it done and move on with what we really enjoy doing. And I love to the other thing that you do is I know you were doing this when you were painting is you get something playing audibly that takes your head out of the game. And so your head has no idea that it is painting the walls because your head thinks that it's at a Jordan Peterson conference or whatever. Right. Yeah, I like took one of his whole classes when yeah. I was doing that. It was great. Super great. I love outspoken conservatives. So, I mean, I don't listen to very much politics at all. I, I just, I can't handle all the negativity, but I'm grateful for the Ben Shapiro's in the world, the Mount Walsh's in the world, all these swashbuckling guys, Dennis Prager and such. It's like, I'm not going to necessarily listen to them all the time, but I'm glad that they're out there to speak some wisdom, at, at least in terms of the morality of the country. So that's, that's one thing that I'm super, super thankful for. Right. Oh, you know, people that only fear God. I love that. Yeah. First things first, for sure. Here's something that we probably don't have in common. I love being barely on time. Ugh. Like, I feel like if I get someplace five minutes early, I think, you know what? I could have re-roofed a part of the house or I mean, I'm always like, you know, I could have ironed something. I should have like, it feels like yeah. I could have gotten, I could have organized my purse, whatever. So tell me Too about pressure. No, no, no. That's, I have to get there yeah. early because you want to be relaxed and not stressed. Okay. Relaxed. Yes. And I can see how you have time to talk to the people when you're, when you're at a place early, which is kind of what it's all about. The people, right? All about the people. Do yeah. you have other things on your list that you love? Yes. Um, I love learning. I had a story in my head about who I was as a student from high school. But high school was a long time ago. And I went back to college. And I found that I just love learning. And now I'm working at a college. And I help other non-traditional students overcome some of the stories they have yep. and to specialize with um, liberal arts math. And people have some really strong math stories in their head. And so I just have found this intense love of learning that um, I didn't even know I had. Yes. It's like a hungry, hungry brain. And maybe, I don't know if it's that right now we get the choice of choosing what we really want to just throw ourselves into and what you want to know about. And I love that's one of my favorite things about technology right now. I love that you can find experts in every field. And I know you and I both are super into brain science. Yes. Yeah. So interesting. Speaking of brain science, if I could, somebody posed a question the other day, like if you could get a PhD in anything, and I was like, I would totally get my PhD in cognitive neuroscience because it just fascinates me. I love listening to you talk about it. Well, that's what drew me to Bright Line Eating. And you mentioned Bright Line Eating. Um, yeah, talk about that. Oh. That's so valuable, I think, for listeners. I've struggled for years with my weight. And um, somebody in one of the forums that I was in posted, they, the question was posed, what's your favorite diet program or way of eating or whatever? And somebody put Bright Line Eating. And I'd never even heard of it. So I just Googled it. Yeah. It up on Facebook, whatever. And I liked their page, never did look at it any further. And one day these videos started showing up in my Facebook feed and I started watching them. And the, the lady who wrote the book has a PhD in cognitive neuroscience and she approaches our food 
especially flour and sugar, which aren't food, they're drugs. The, um, she approaches the, how flour and sugar impact our brain. And when I was listening to her talk, I knew exactly. I'm like, yep, that's right. Yep, that's right. That is so how I work, how I function. Because once I take things out of my, uh, when, I, when I say, yeah, I just don't eat that, the, the desire for it goes away. But once I try and moderate it and allow some and have to make choices and decisions every day, mm-hmm. I, can't, I don't do it well. And so bright line eating really has been a game changer for me. It's I'm so thankful. Well, and she starts it out with a susceptibility scale. So you can like for you, flour and sugar is not a food. Right. Because um, I'm a 10. Because you're a 10. So that's not to say that everyone's a 10. But for you, you need to deal with them as if they are narcotics. Right, exactly. Yeah. And and so the first time I took the susceptibility test, I was like, well, everybody's probably a 10 because that's how she's going to sell her business, right? And so my mom took it and she was like a 7. I'm like, oh, so really I'm a 10? Like, (laughs) so yeah, really I'm a 10. Really I'm a 6 on the... Um, in the Enneagram and really I'm a 10 on the susceptibility scale. So it's no flour, no sugar. And when she says no flour, she means like not even almond flour or. Right. And the reason for that is because when you grind things down, you have so much surface area and it hits your dopamine receptors. This isn't about, um, whether that food is healthy or not. It's the, the grinding down creates too much surface area and it hits your dopamine receptors in a way that is going to spark that kind of desire again in your and in in requesting it i've actually found that in this in this whole quarantine thing that i've had to say i've had to put on a restriction for myself right now that says no to fruit because even the the fruit was enough even though fruit is something that's part of bright line eating for me right now i was using it in excess i was not using it just for nutrition i was stepping outside of the boundaries of what bright line eating is and uh-huh. it was becoming a problem for me and so i had to say okay for right now while we're in this situation i'm going to have to say no and right so you customize so she has the boundaries and we've said no sugar no flour and then it's no snacking three meals a day of pre-measured and pre-planned food. Is this, right. Does that encompass pretty much with everything? Yeah. And and one of the tools that was really great at, is, is you write your food down the night before. So after you're satisfied with your meal, you look and say, okay, what, are, what's, what food is available for me to eat tomorrow? And you write that down so that you make the decision when you're not in the moment. And it's, that was so helpful to me, especially at the beginning when you're trying to get some of the some of the stuff out of your system, mm-hmm. um, some of those trigger foods and stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, bright line eating really has been a game changer for me. Cool. So, and I've loved watching the transformation, love watching it happen. Mm-hmm. And so really she works from the brain down. It's more of addressing your brain issues first and how those relate to yeah. your behavior and recognizing your own triggers. And then you can kind of buckle yourself down further if you can tell that fruit, for example, is triggering more of the addictive centers of your brain. Is that correct? Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's funny that one of the taglines is you, you come for the vanity and you stay for the sanity. Because <laughs> what drew me to that was was a desire to lose the excess weight that I had because I was stuck in a place that I just didn't think I was ever going to be able to. I, I was trapped. Right now, if you were to ask me what's the greatest thing about Bright Line Eating is not the weight loss. The weight loss has become a side benefit. It is the clarity of mind that has come from this. And really for me, 
eating this way has is how I walk sober minded through the world. Gotcha. It has. So there, it, it's a spiritual. It was you told. Oh. I remember you telling me it was a spiritual journey that it did things for you spiritually. Absolutely wonderful. Definitely a journey worth going on. Well, I'm glad that um, you brought that up during this conversation because I think that may be what you know something that people can look into and see if it would be right for them. I think it's especially good for people that have food addiction issues. It's definitely a tool that's maybe something they haven't considered. Right. The general landscape out there is it should be everything in moderation. And the truth is there are some things for us that really moderation isn't the right answer. I have to just say no. Mm -hmm. I get that. I lost weight on Brightline Eating. Um, I did not follow it like you followed it, the way that it should be followed. And really the only way that they say it should be followed is really... But where are you on the susceptibility scale? I'm trying to remember, but I think it was maybe around a seven. Okay. And so what really helped me, I think it was around Thanksgiving last... It might have been a year... might have been two Thanksgivings ago. I can't remember, but... Remember, I was up at Debbie's actually, and I was texting you from <laughs> getting ready for Thanksgiving from the bathroom there. And I'm like, what else you got? Or like I was hitting a wall and I, I mean, I only had like 10 left, but really wanting to finish this, you know, part of life. And you said that was when you suggested Jason Fung that maybe fasting was something that I could use. And that was what got me down to my goal weight by February. So that's awesome. I yeah. need to- I'm still not at my goal weight yet, but I'm still working on it. Me too. So I was, and now I'm not. So I'm (laughs) definitely doing too much comfort eating. But I thought this might be, I don't know if you wrote down any foods at all on your favorites list. I did not. Okay. Well, let me just throw in a few right now that I'm into. So the, the salad dressing at Chipotle, have you ever had that vinaigrette there? I have not. I've eaten at Chipotle twice. Okay. It is outstanding. At their, I love Chipotle's salad dressing. In fact, the neighbor boy who used to live next door one time showed up and he had two containers. It was like a love gift. He gave me two containers of Chipotle salad dressing. So that that is one thing that I love. And then here's, here's one thing that I've been doing that is really working for me. I get the caramelized onion dip at Trader Joe's and then I stir in a, maybe about half a bag of frozen spinach into it and stir it up. And I'm finding that's the way I'm finding I can have, instead of having this huge, I know you're a salad girl. I was getting salad burnout and you know how you, when you cook spinach, it shrinks down into nothing. <laughs> Nothing. And I love stirring that nothing into the dip and feeling like I'm being so efficient on my vitamin B. So that has really been working for me. And then the other thing that I'm loving right now is at Trader Joe's, they also have a salmon and capers kind of a cream cheese based dip. Are those Brightline friendly? Or do you know? um, it depends. So on processed foods, as long as sugar is not in the first three ingredients, and uh, something that you can use in a weight and measured fashion. So yeah, I mean, if, if you were looking at the ingredient list on the processed foods, there's a lot of things that mostly it's not processed foods. And the capers just, are, I don't like, I don't like olives and, and that kind of Ooh, stuff. So yeah. the, 
yeah, you lost me on that. So. But if I were if I were to say some of my favorite things right now, which are yeah. which surprises me because I didn't like, you know, my taste buds have changed so much. So I have craved and really enjoy steamed Brussels sprouts right now. Like my husband yeah. and I are almost fighting over who gets the bag of frozen Brussels sprouts and um, spinach. I love frozen spinach. And one of the things I had to step away from was blackberries. The blackberries are so good right now. And I just, I had to say, okay, I've got to step away from the blackberries right now because I'm not eating them just for nutrition. They were becoming a comfort food. Gotcha. But if I were to say going out to eat, one of my favorite restaurants is a place I took you to here called Capital Tacos. Yum, yes, yum. I love it. Me an Austinite salad with my steak and avocado. Yum. Mm-hmm, yum. Mm-hmm. And you can even do Chick fil A. Yes, right? I do Chick fil A. I get the um, Cobb salad, but I have them make it with the grilled nuggets instead of the fried nuggets. And then I use the avocado ranch dressing and I just use probably a quarter of a packet. Sounds good. Anything else on your favorites list? So I told you hospitality is not one of my it's, it's hard for me, but I do okay. love, I, I try and take one of the ladies from church out for breakfast and just oh. one of my favorite, favorite things is one-on-one good, deep conversation. Like yeah. that just fills me. Yes. Love deep conversation. So the way, one of the ways I'm doing that with my sisters at our congregation is to just take them out for breakfast and have time to have one-on-one good deep conversation and get to know people that is the best and it reminds me of you know on the enneagram have you dug deep into there's like three different social styles have you heard about that i've seen it yes it is really really interesting because one of them is exactly what you're talking about it's somebody who connects more of on a one-on-one level the other one is kind of more like people that do a lot of group they're joining all the groups doing like team type activities really drawn to that and then the third was like people that do a lot of more like nesting where they're thinking more about their physical safety of their surroundings and their coziness. And they're just like, they're, they're really kind of homebodies that, you know, that kind of person. But what you're describing is exactly what I am, what my daughter Ashley is, what my mother is, and maybe your mother. Cause whenever I'm with your mother, like we just bump into each other from time to time. I mean, it might not happen for like a few years and then we see each other again and it is like magnets like we are deep one-on-one connecting exactly like how you're describing and I have to say that's probably one of my favorite things about being human yeah deep mental connection and it feels like it's a relatively rare thing like there's a chemistry element there that's hard to explain But I love your idea of taking out women who are your senior to you. Oh, not even my seniors. I I take just women from church. So I've I've had breakfast meetings even with some of the younger people, just so that they so that I can be a mentor to them too. You know, they need connect. We just all need connection. Sometimes it's my peers. Sometimes it's older. Yeah, I've had lots of great counseling across the breakfast table. That is fantastic. So you live only about, what, 20 or 30 minutes from Florida College in Temple Terrace? Right. Right. So do some of the, have you had opportunity then um, with a younger 
people either from the college or just in your congregation to also do these let's go to breakfast and talk deep yeah sessions? some of them yeah some of them and that's um it's been good to have those connections and to to try and be a an older voice for them you know mm-hmm. and, and uh, mm-hmm. maybe help them not make some of the same mistakes you made along the way you know yeah yeah definitely so back to my list on favorite things Watching a night sky from under a blanket. I guess you probably can't do that in Florida. Am I going to have to do that before I come to Florida because the creepy crawlies are going to get all up in your person? If you're well, the nice thing about your house is you have that nice big screen cage out back, so you'll be able to. Do, you can do that. Just you won't be on grass. Um, yeah, it's kind of there's a lot of bugs and stuff here and lizards and yeah. mosquitoes. Yeah, so. I'm into yeah. the lizards. They're like, to me, they're like the local squirrels. Like instead of squirrels, I'm going to get lizards. I love when they're clinging to the screens and things like that. They're just super, and they scatter when you, when you're walking. I love that mosquitoes, no can do. What do you guys use to keep the mosquitoes off yourself? Anything working? I have no answer for that. They're just always okay. here. Yeah. <laughs> there is no place to run. They're like the state no bird. Uh, <laughs> that's unfortunate. So, yeah, I don't know if you can even see a night sky through a lanai screen, but (laughs) what should I expect adjusting from Oregon to Florida? I think the thing that shocked me the most, and and it's been true for any Oregonians that have come here bringing their kids to to FC that that we've been in contact with, is out in Oregon, you think you know rain. You really think you know rain. Yeah. Yeah. Live under this misty gray rain. Did you know that Florida has a higher annual rainfall than Oregon? I saw that. I learned that from your mother. Your mother had a Falmer's Almanac or something on her table on one of our visits. And, um, or some, something that, that had this piece of data. And the rain here is so different. Uh, we had a, someone coming from Oregon. They stayed here when they were getting ready to move in. And the mom had driven down. And I was trying to, to educate this young person about, here's some things that are different about Florida. And I said, you'll really want to have an umbrella. And he was like, I'm an Oregonian. I don't need an umbrella. And then it started to rain because about in the summertime, about three o'clock in the afternoon, you can just count on it to rain. And it so loud because the raindrops are so huge because tropical rain is very, very different than Oregon rain. That sounds fantastic to me. I mean, I feel like get it all done. You know, with Oregon, it's kind of just, yeah, misting. Get it all done at once. Torrential downpour sounds really cool to me. So that will be one of the things I will tell you. One of my favorite things is an app called Raindar. Raindar is such a useful tool. It might be useful for you when you're on your road trips because it shows you exactly where it's going to rain. Because here... You can be in your car and think, okay, well, I'm in the parking lot of the grocery store and I really want to go to the grocery store, but it's raining. Where in Oregon, you can just run through and the rain misses you mostly because you're running. (laughs) Here, you get into the store and you are soaked all the way through. And so you can say, well, if I just sit in my car for two more minutes, the rain will be gone because it will pass by. It's so weird. It's so different. I will definitely have that app. So we're going to do this traveling, we believe about two years. If we don't like it, we have the opportunity to live in our, we call it powwow, the house down the street from Janice. We've nicknamed powwow, this rental. And the contract ends, I believe, in June of 2021. So we may have nomad burnout by then. And so we that would be a weird time of year to move in, June. Right. Yikes. 
Yikes. Well, not if not if you want your thunder and lightning storms. That's true. Go. That would be the upside. So looking forward to that stage in life. And do you have anything else? Do you have any book recommendations putting you on the spot at this point? I've actually found audiobooks. My library mm. has a, a format where you can check out audiobooks through the library. Oh. Yeah. And that has been a game changer for me. I'm like so oh, I'm yeah. so slow on the uh, technology uptake, but I've had two that I just listened to okay. that were really interesting. So one is called Spark by John Rady, R-A-T-E-Y. He's a doctor. Okay. And it was the neuroscience of how exor exercise and what, what that's doing to us and how it helps mm. us in learning and how it helps us in, in overcoming like things like depression and stuff like that. Super interesting. Mm. It like, like combined all my favorite things. Mm -hmm. The other one that I listened to just recently is called Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss, V-O-S-S. Hmm. It was fascinating. It's all about negotiation skills. And he is a former FBI hostage negotiator. And so really just being able to talk to people when, especially yeah. when they're stuck and they're, they're frustrated, angry, and you're having to talk them down and, and really mm -hmm. where you, you're in a place where you have to win. And because in a hostage negotiator, mm -hmm. like you can't just say, okay, well, we'll just split the difference. Give me two of the hostages and you can have, you can. Deal with <laughs> right, right. Right. You know? And so I learned, I actually, over my spring break, this was before all the craziness happened where we're all shut down. But over my yeah. spring break, as I was working on the house and stuff, I actually listened to this book four times in audiobook. Wow. I knew, I knew I'm like, I'm learning so much from this. I got to listen to it again. I've got to listen to this again. So I listened to it four times over my spring break. Wow. Did you know, Janice, and I know I mentioned this in a previous podcast, but did you know that if you, of course, this wouldn't be free right now, you're talking about it's free because it's through your library, right? Right. But what I have found to be the most efficient way, like when somebody says something that I want to keep track of, and I want to maybe even be able to refer to later, maybe in a podcast or something else that I'm writing, is that if I get the book in Kindle, and it, you know, that plays on my phone, it doesn't have to be on a tablet. So Kindle playing on my phone. And then if you pay a little extra, you can get the audio. So I will do what you do. Maybe I'll be up on a walk. And so I'm listening to my audio play off of my Kindle. And then when they say something brilliant, I can grab my phone, pause it. There's the text right there. I highlight it. And you can have four different colors of highlighting, like if you wanted to keep your highlights organized for some reason. And then when you're done with your audio book, it will email to you and save maybe to your Google Drive or to your Google Keep Notes. It'll, it will save all of those highlights. And that I looked and looked and looked at how to make that happen. And that's, that's the key. That is so awesome. I heard you say that on your podcast. I was like, okay, that sounds super cool. But like I said, I'm really slow on the technology thing. It, it takes me a long time to get new <laughs> change. Isn't always easy for me. I'm not excited by new. New sometimes is scary. Well, thank you so much for everything that you bring to my life, Janice. And I hope God gives us lots and lots of years to continue to sharpen each other and learn from each other. And I just feel totally indebted to you. I could have gone on and on about what you did to lend me a hand in my time of need. I mean, getting that rental ready to rent out and just in my heart, how you have been such a merciful sounding board. 
for me and always have provided me challenging advice and tell me, you tell me what I need to hear. You know, I just, I pray for a lot of years to keep stimulating one another to love and good work. Love and good works. Excelling still more. I appreciate you so much. All right, sweetie. Have a good day. You too. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.